Well, hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to the podcast. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today I want to talk about the power of godliness. I will be teaching from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and I will be using the King James Version, if you want to follow me along. Stay with me as I talk about the power of godliness. To be godly means to be Christ-like. Because, you see, godliness denotes a deep, reverence for God. And that's the kind of life Jesus modeled while on earth. The main point I want to stress in this episode is that something seriously powerful exists in living a godly life. Now, perhaps somebody is thinking, but I thought we were saved by grace and not by how we live. That's true. We are saved by grace. None of us can live good enough to earn salvation. But that does not change the fact that there is something seriously powerful about a life of godliness. As they say, talk is cheap. My friend, it's one thing for you and I to say that we are Christians. It's another thing for others to see that we are Christians even when we don't advertise that. In some churches today, they don't talk much about godliness and being Christ-like. I believe that we are currently living in the times that Paul the Apostle talks about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to touch on several points about the last days based on that chapter. First of all, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, in the last days there will be difficult times. Paul writes, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, this word perilous means hard, troublesome, grievous, callous. You know, I have lived long enough that I can make a comparison between now and say 40 years ago when I was growing up. The truth is there is no comparison between those. When you say that to youths today, that does not mean much because this is the only world they have known. This is the new norm. But times have gotten much more callous and difficult in our world. Secondly, I want to touch on some of the things that have caused our world to become so difficult and callous. These are mentioned in verses 2 through 4 in 2 Timothy 
chapter 3. And in the interest of time, I will just comment on a couple of points in those verses. First, let me read those verses. Paul writes in verse 2, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Verse 3, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. As we read those verses, you realize that this is straight out of today's headlines. Let me zero on a couple of things that are mentioned in those verses. One is disobedient to parents. When I was a teen, any of the adults on the street where I lived could say words of correction to us and we would respect them. These days, many children have no respect for their parents or any other authority. Another one mentioned is without natural affection. We are no longer shocked when a mother kills or harshly abuses her own children, the very child that she carried and nurtured in her womb. When a mother kills or harshly abuses her own children, she lacks natural affection. Another thing Paul mentioned is lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. You know, that is the current trend in our society. People love pleasure more than they love God. The enemy exploits all of this and we're paying for it with a world that is experiencing hard, callous, difficult times. Now, let's look at verse 5 in 2 Timothy chapter 3. There Paul writes, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So in this episode, I'm talking about the power of godliness. But Paul says in the last days that people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power of godliness. What we're talking about here is being religiously superficial, looking and acting like what you are not. That is so prevalent in the church today. According to this verse, we should turn away from such people. And I'm here to proclaim that no matter what the world says, there is power in godliness. You see, if you live a godly lifestyle, even if people don't know you are a Christian, they will know that it's something about you that makes you pleasantly different. 
They will note your unwavering faith in God. Some will observe the peace that you have in the face of adversity. Talk is cheap. You see, people today are looking for evidence of the difference that Christ can make in a person's life. For a parent, it's one thing to simply tell your children what to do. It's a totally different thing to model what they should do. I know you are the parent. They do what you tell them no matter what they see you do, so you say. Well, how is that working for you? Listen, our actions before our children speak far more loudly than our words do. And you don't have moral authority when you speak unless your actions line up with your talk. By moral authority, I mean that there are certain convictions and fundamental truths that you have built your life upon such that when you speak in those areas, people know that you have the lifestyle to back it up. You see, when our children know that what we are telling them is right, but they don't want to do it, they look for a way out. They will put you under the magnifying glass. They have their way of telling you that you aren't living what you're preaching. Yes, they have their way of letting you know that you are being hypocritical. For my final point on the power of godliness, let me read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the New American Standard Bible. It reads, In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be one without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. This advice was written to Christian wives whose husbands are not saved. Either the husband doesn't attend church or maybe he does, but he is not being won by the word. Well, you could preach on him all day around the house, but believe me, that won't get it done. You can pray for his salvation regularly, and you should. You can slip pieces of paper with scriptures under his pillow and in his lunchbox if that makes you feel like you're doing something. But here Peter talks about the power of godliness. He says, if the husband is not being won by the word of God, he may be won by the conversation, or should I say, the lifestyle of the wife. My friend, that is a testament to the power of godliness. According to Second. Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, we have been given all things that pertain to godliness. That means we have everything we need to live godly lives in this ungodly world. You may not feel that way, but God says it is that way. 
I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. What about you? I have been given everything I need to live a godly life, even in this ungodly world. That's true for our teens on the college campus. That's true for us in the workplace. And that's what God is calling his people to do. He has not only called us to be saved, but he has also called us to impact the lives of others. And remember, our actions speak louder far more louder than our words do. Amen. Well, that brings us to the close of this episode. I hope that you were blessed as we talked about the power of godliness. And until the next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.